swords with handle art to spar trolls and charge tolls to cross roads where bandits are. Catacombs and giant doors protect the chest and stores from legendary items with the dragon bones and iron It's ore. a grand theft of Elder Scrolls, Simon's quest with Toe and Earl, rock shoes to every clue, Easter eggs and gaming news, the POTUS need some bad dudes to crash crew like Bandicoot, all shit and gaming and glitch control issues. Control issues. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes y'all. y'all. All right. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is A-Dub. You can find us at control-issues.com. You can also go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Look for Control Issues. Download and subscribe to it. Ready to review it. Uh, head on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod. We can put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure. And hop on over to X. My control X, issues. X, X. The the official app of Nick Max. <laughs> and then uh yeah, head on over to X. My control issues is the handle. And if you want to get a more direct line to your boys, shoot an email over to control issues pod at gmail.com. And we'll try to get back to you, answer your queries, comfort you. Let you know it's going to be all right. <laughs> it's the, the hotline. <laughs> <laughs> That's the helpline. <laughs> whatever, whatever help you need. <laughs> You're building a deck. You need a shoulder to cry on. Mm-hmm. We're right there. So yeah, AFC. How you living? Well, it's been good, Adev. We've been off for about two weeks now. Um, I know it happened last week, but I don't really know what happened the week before that. <laughs> Maybe well, was that the weekend? I think was that the weekend the kids were out of town and Marissa and I. It must have been. I think so. Um, so, yeah. we. It, we might, it might have been. Yeah, because I know we took off that week when, you know, it was the first time since Naomi's been born that we got somebody to watch them overnight. We had to call in some favors. Um, Marissa needed it. I needed it. It was awesome. And so, yeah, we decided, all right, we're going to get the kids out of here. And I was like, you know, like, we should really take advantage of this. We'll have to take off. A, we'll, we'll treat it like a vacation, basically, even though we're, oh. we're home. And um so yeah, called off the podcast with a dub. We went out, we went golfing, we went to uh, lunch, we did uh, the damn thing. Yeah, it was great. Real golfer miniature. Uh well, no, this one we went to the driving range. So uh, in between real golf, yeah. It's been about uh, like, that's real golf. This is yeah. one aspect of it. Yeah, very true. And literally we haven't played since I want to say the very beginning of the pandemic. So it's been about like four years or so, three years maybe. Um, we made it the furthest. Uh, I I do. I I always hit it furthest. She's pretty good though. Marissa is pretty good. Don't don't sleep on it. What kind of numbers you put though? I I don't know this course. We went. So what was cool is we found a new course because the place that we usually go to it got converted to a Top Golf, which people love. But the thing with Top Golf is that it's made for it's made for like groups. So very much like a a business thing or like you're with the homies and you want to like hang out and and hit hit some balls um but it's so it's 170 bucks you rent the uh the space and it's unlimited balls for an hour at 170 dollars and they serve like they serve beer they serve food so that's why i say it's like it's kind of like a thing where you're renting out a space you're all taking turns while like drinking beer and having a good time eating lunch so it's 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 more yeah so it's more of like a uh 
like a date slash like hangout situation as opposed to you know you just want to go and like you can usually buy like a bucket of balls for like 20 bucks and that would be like plenty for like the uh the hours time so it's just a matter of a different experience so because of that though we ended up trying out this new golf course uh that we had never been to before that's near theo's school and it ended up being really nice but what i was getting at was they don't have they have markers out there but they don't have the marking of of how many yards each marker is so it's like mm-hmm. i got it to the green one i got it to the yellow one i got it to the red one <laughs> so keep it, vague, keep it vague a little less competitive yeah yeah so i'm sure there's something like that there's some type of like uh like legend that you know lets you know how far each one is but i didn't find it on this run uh also made the mistake of wearing like i don't, I don't want to say it was linen but it was like a linen-esque like button-down shirt and i was just full on sweat like <laughs> through yeah, it. like right. it was it was a mistake <laughs> you out there bagger vancing <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly it was crazy i had to get back to the car like quickly when we were done sorry um, you had to go through that dude <laughs> yeah it was great um but yeah and then uh because of some stuff that happened uh we've now had some free time so i've been able to watch some some shows again and finally got to watch because i have paramount plus uh everything everywhere all at once is on there um it was just not available on any of the uh, streaming apps mm-hmm. before that so got to finally watch that movie it was not what i was expected but it but it was good it was good um it, de- it definitely caught me off guard. <laughs> i was not expecting that tone <laughs> from the movie um but the uh one of the the better uh i guess like final acts to it where they just like wrap everything up um it, it was they they brought it to a good place i liked it you saw you watched it yeah it was yeah it uh <laughs> it ended very well i liked it your girls in it um the maiden your girl and then the the daughter your girl <laughs> um what's oh, her yeah, name? Yeah, yeah. i don't know her name but she's in like everything i watch now i feel like <laughs> um uh, yeah she was in miss mazel she was in shang chi she was in uh aquafina, aquafina. No, not Aquafina, but she was like a side character on all of those things. Ah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, she's just she's in like everything, but I have no idea who what her name is. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. Anyways, um, so yeah, phenomenal actress. Watch that. We also um on that when they were the kids were out of town, we uh, your boy bought some edibles, so we had some some gummies that weekend. It was awesome. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> played the shit out of a uh, Stardew Valley. Uh, yeah. Oh, you mixed two of your favorite things. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was great. Um, gummies and weed. <laughs> gummies <laughs> video games and my wife <laughs> and no kids yeah uh no 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 i thought you guys were really, like curled up in the closet with the switch it's like hee 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 yeah um but yeah how, how, how these two weeks been for you Ada? a whole lot of the same i, I went i went kind of hard last weekend so that kind of killed my energy for the whole week <laughs> did did no game whatsoever over like the past seven days and like just kind of saved my strength for for something that was coming out we'll talk about that a little later uh other than that just you know just trying to build that motivation that discipline to get back on get back on that regular working out routine you know i'm, I'm trying it's all mine every day it's just I end up turning on the console and going right to work where I just lay on the couch and watch stuff. Uh, like uh, Burt Kreischer has his movie out on Netflix now, The Machine. <laughs> Have you heard about that yet? I think I saw a trailer. It's like, kind of like an action movie, like action comedy movie. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was fun. It's a good, it's a good film for Burt. I felt it went very, it's very him. 
So yeah, yeah, that's why. Like I, you know, you know me. I'm not gonna fucking. I, I know he has an audience. I just knew it, I'm not part of that audience. But I was like, hey man, like they keep giving him stuff, and clearly people keep watching it. So like, yeah. more power to the guy. I just I've never been into the whole, uh, you know, take off my shirt and tell you crazy stories about my life. <laughs> Secret time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think like him and Tom Segura got some kind of little, either like some little beef or they just roast each other back and forth. Cause like on Tom Segura's last special, he, he had like a little jab at Bert. And then in this movie, there's one, maybe two jabs at Tom in this film and it's like it's obvious but it's kind of like not out in the open and i was like oh is this a thing like it's just getting at each other professionally now so yeah but in that movie um the lead the lead woman her name is eva babic um i was immediately just enamored with her character like she you know me i love me some cold-blooded killers it's just so women with their ice in their veins but are still like you know focused and razor sharp and all this stuff so she was one of those but she was funny <laughs> just tough and i was like yeah this will be all right introducing me to some new stuff and yeah excellent performance by mark hamill <laughs> well that was yes. a pleasant surprise i feel like he just like whatever he does he always shows up in a, in a big way <laughs> yeah he gets it done man yeah. he's solid he is so solid. It is great. So watch that. Uh, Sam J has a new comedy special on HBO Max. So I'll watch that. It's pretty good. Pretty solid. So it's nice to see her back doing stuff. It's nice to see new content coming out somehow, some way. Because <laughs> this strike, man, it is... It's starting to hurt. I'm running out of series. I'm running out of films. I'm just <laughs> going. I'm going through all the horror. Just like, where is it? Like, where is something? Something new. I found. I discovered. Um, I was talking to people online, and it just happened to be a few horror fans in there, and they were like, "Oh man, they got the new Hell House on <laughs> on video." And I had seen the a few of the Hell Houses on there, and I almost clicked on it, but I was like, "Nah." Not yet. Let that marinate. But then they were talking about it online, and I was like, "All right, let me give this a try." And surprisingly, kind of cool. So I ended up watching Hell House one and three because for some reason the second one is the rent trial by film, and that kind of killed my momentum on it. But it's I like it when I find like cool little horror that just throws some weird supernatural angle at something. So those are fun to watch. Yeah, just movies, television. I think um, the second part of season four of Doom Patrol is coming out or is out. So people should check that out. Of course, season two of When the Time is out. You should check that out. Yeah, that's been about it for me. All right. Well, there's been a lot of gaming going on since then. I know last we talked, you had your your deep dive into Starfield. It's been about about two feels like more longer than that but um yeah how how, how are things going with them video games they do oh it's been a little over three weeks since starfield hit the scene and yeah man i'm over 120 hours in it i'm focusing on side quests i know people say hurry up and finish the story so you get to that new game plus and then things really heat up However, I'm just, I'm loving the universe, <laughs> loving the visuals. Sorry, oh. let me, let me that, that is one funny thing because like, you know, like when all the, the people that like that reviewed the game and like had beaten it, like they're just talking about like how good the new game plus is. And then so 
all the following weeks after all the writers were just saying like so uh, are you saying like i should just mainline the game just so i can get to the new game plus <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. no, no no there's still plenty of game to enjoy it's just yeah. when i got there it was also awesome. Exactly. <laughs> but people just looked at it as like, oh, I need to beat the game as fast as possible. The game doesn't get good until I beat it. <laughs> it's like, what is this binary nonsense people have with everything? It's like, oh, so it, that's when it's good. Exactly. <laughs> but that that falls into that whole thing where we where we make fun of people. Like, why, why is it the game? Why does it just give me everything at the beginning? <laughs> Exactly. Sorry, I cut you off. Sorry. Uh, Keep going. No, it's okay. no, it, it was important. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like 120 hours in it, I'm, I'm doing side stuff. I'm not, I stopped pushing the campaign. You know, I just want to see what else is out there. I want to level up a bit more and open up some more of the items, open up the, the final, um, the final quality level of the items. I believe it's superior. So I have like one superior piece of equipment and I'm trying to get get more advanced stuff. So that's awesome. And yeah, building up my outposts, trying to build up my my levels so I can build up my ship perks. I believe I'm stuck on a side mission. It culminates with a big ship battle and I was not prepared for that. So I managed to load an earlier save, get out of the system and just gonna dick around explore other aspects of the game see exactly what kind of landmarks is generating procedurally on the random planets seeing what kind of events populate the different systems as i move about them taking on higher level enemies and you know just poking and prodding at the game to see all of what it can do and how things evolve over time as well as progression but you know like i said last week went pretty hard saved all my energy because we were getting it it finally happened you know took my mind off of it didn't think about it but then we got news that the 2.0 patch for cyberpunk was hidden on the 22nd which is already passed now i believe it's what the 24th now and at the time of recording the show we're just a couple of days from the Fem Liberty DLC. So Cyberpunk just getting that that double dose of that COVID vaccine just to get that one shot, wait a week, get another shot. So I'm back in it, playing the 2.0. And I gotta say, man, it's like it isn't as if there's any one thing that stands out as, oh, this has significantly changed the experience, but it's so many smaller changes and just amounts of polish that come together to make what I think is a substantial improvement to the overall cyberpunk experience. Like it, it was always there visually. It always had the writing and the performances. It always had the missions. It, the content was always there. It was just very rough around the edges. It was very, very like technically off in areas and people will tell you all about that. <laughs> <laughs> as they've been doing for the past three years. However, over time, like CD Projekt Red, they they tightened it up. They got it to a good place. I believe um, it was the next-gen update in like patch 1.6 where things finally rounded out and it was like, all right, they've gotten rid of most of the issues and the game is pretty polished up, and 60 frames, all that with the next-gen. But then 2.0 comes out. Like, man, all right, so they completely changed the whole cyberware system. Like before you would get, 
you would get clothes and equipment and those would have armor stats and things on them. And then you have the cyberware where it have like a subdermal implant that increases your armor as well. They took all the stats off of clothes and now your armor is a part of the cyberware. So the idea is that the more cyber you become, the tougher you become as well. So now like every... Just most cyberware parts that you're adding, you're also adding an amount of armor. You can even add armor itself. Clothes are purely cosmetic. Um, they changed up the feel and the function of operating with ranged weapons. Like I don't think I've seen a game do this, but now when you shoot guns in Cyberpunk, it drains your stamina. So like AMC, you've been to the shooting range. You know you can't just sit up there and just dump it. <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> like, like if you just have there's a stamina meter for when you shoot now well it's it's the same stamina meter there was for sprinting and melee combat and all yeah. that it's just now shooting drains your stamina yeah, so like you just shoot as much as I want. exactly <laughs> but you know in practice i'm playing with it and just that that sense. stamina it makes sense like the stamina governs everything like you can't just be out there spamming something you can't just no, be out there just I always dumping liked, uh, with your big gun or just swinging with your sledgehammer. Yeah, I always liked it in games like where, like, if you were shooting, like, if you were holding down the trigger on, like, say, like an automatic weapon, like, the 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 thing would either like slightly go off or like your aim, your accuracy would slightly like lose the longer you held down the trigger. Like, yeah, you couldn't just sit there and just unload an entire clip with, with pinpoint accuracy. <laughs> and then that ushered in the burst fire era. Tapping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep going. Sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, like, they they added that stamina to range weapons. They made a bunch of changes to melee combat. Like, I'm I've always wanted to be the cyber ninja. I've been dipping into that with my previous character pre patch, where you know I had the sword. I was starting to dig into the the blade upgrades, but now, like, I'm before it felt like you know if you if you get this to a reasonable level at some point, it could be your, your main setup. But with what they did with 2.0, the big thing they did with blades is they added the ability to deflect bullets with your sword. So yes. now it's, yeah. So now it's like, all right, I could get in, get in close, cut somebody up. And then of course, when there's three or four people around me, all with machine guns, it's like, all right, I either got to hit cover. <laughs> That's what it is now. It's like, and then you can aim it at them and reflect bullets back to them. Sometimes I kill people with that. Just yeah. <laughs> got your Genji on, dude. Getting my Genji on. They even changed um, the strong attack. You can get an upgrade that makes you leap toward your enemy when you do the strong attack. So now it's like I'm jumping toward. I'm lunging and slicing the dudes with the power attack. Kill them up close. They changed the dash. Now you can upgrade it. It covers more ground and it's faster. So I'm like flash stepping through the, <laughs> through the landscape, super jumping, just taking the high ground, pull the pistol out, like pepper them up a little bit, pull the sword back out, come down, Genji slice it. Just, Damn. I'm like you're just bouncing from enemy to enemy, cutting them up. And then my sword has burning damage on it. So they catch it on fire. Takes off. <laughs> it's amazing. And another change they made, which I don't think anybody's talking about, or they even mentioned in the notes. I, I didn't look too closely at the notes, so maybe I'm wrong. However, 
the the close-up third-person camera on the vehicles it's now situated tighter to the vehicle and lower and mm -hmm. then the big the big thing with driving like that alone just it brings you more into the city because you got that low horizon line the the buildings reach further up into the sky and they kind of like loom loom high over you but the big thing they did with driving is they seem to have changed like the gravity of the vehicles they've made it so that the vehicles stick to the ground better so they're still a little loose when you're handling them in high speed situations trying to power slide and stuff like i just got a pretty decent vehicle one that came equipped with weapons i got machine guns in it feel like feel like going in 60 seconds with a, with a mix of james bond it's amazing. but yeah, yeah. <laughs> just gotta figure out how to how, I is know it, how, how is the vehicle combat? Haven't really gotten into that yet, but okay. I'm starting to see it because with the inclusion of random events and the overhaul of the police system, now there's there's beat cops walking the street, there's police investigating crime scenes, they're driving in traffic, and you know, the citizens will just start acting up. Next thing you know, you're seeing a car chase and a shootout with the police and, and the thugs and they they crash and get out, and, you know, take up defensive postures, shoot it out with each other. So like you're seeing it in action without partaking in it. I have accidentally like brought out my weapon and moved it around. Like, okay, so I got the omnidirectional shooting. It'll be interesting to see how that handles when trying to move the actual vehicle. And yeah, like the car I have has guns on it. So I can see that is just like a speed and posturing kind of competition with the other cars to get behind them, chew them up. But yeah, haven't gotten into it. It's there. I'm seeing little hints of it. And yeah, man, just all these changes layered onto what was already a solid game. Like it's, it's kind of that midway point between like a remaster and a sequel. So yeah, I'm very, very satisfied with what I played with the 2.0 update so far. I'm looking forward to getting back into more of it a little bit later. And yeah, just more good games coming. I'm trying to like I'm playing new stuff, playing old stuff. I'm not finishing nothing, but it's th this is the most amazing backlog I've ever had. However, AMC, what are you playing? Uh, people finally. Finally, starting to acknowledge that this might be one of the the all time years in gaming. <laughs> Took them most of the year to see, yeah. like, yo, look at this list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, 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 it gets laid. Uh, they might, they might suck. Uh, only game, only game that really fell flat was like Redfall. Yeah, exactly, and yeah, it and was like, and that was like by Callisto Protocol and. Forspoken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And even then, that's why I was like, when everybody's like all doom and gloom, it was like, you do realize like we have about like 20 other games coming out that have potential to be absolutely like amazing. And it's like, no, it's all it's all riding on Starfield. <laughs> <laughs> and then Baldur's Gate 3 came out. And, yeah. yeah. I forgot about everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so funny. Um, so yeah, how how I've been um gaming-wise has been been great, been great. I told you I've been watching TV, and there's only re there's only one reason why I'm back into watching TV and movies again, and that's because we finally beat Starfield. Starfield, Stardew Valley. Valley. <laughs> <laughs> even even AMC got Starfield, right? Yeah. Um yeah, so we've Damn, played, but that's that's 
enormous congratulations oh thank you it was i think the edibles is what pushed us over the uh pushed us over the finish line <laughs> marathon <day. laughs> that's awesome uh yeah so we um as i said we we took edibles we played some stardew valley and it was absolutely amazing we were already near the end we knew it at that point uh we just had a few things to do as far as the perfectionist thing and one of them was the uh we had to collect all these golden walnuts on um on this island that was added in towards the end of the game. And so we were holding off on that because that, that was going to be one of those things where we're going to have to like pull up a map where somebody else had like found all this shit and then go and just grab all <laughs> those walnuts and then we'd be done with the game. So yeah, we um we did everything else leading up to that that was required of us to be perfectionists. Then we do we go in, we find all those walnuts, which some of them it was like crazy like just where they had them hidden and I mean, they they did a pretty good job of like giving hints. Like what I always say about video games is, I don't mind like like I like the idea when there's like an ultimate weapon or yada yada yada. But like, give me a hint. Don't like have it be this thing where like, well, you just had to like search the corner of this cave that like you had <laughs> no reason to search otherwise, um, and then you would find the ultimate weapon in the game. Like at least like have like an NPC like acknowledge something about that mountain. Uh, like put a hint somewhere in the game and Stardew Valley, what they did a good job is they would have secret notes throughout the map. The NPCs would give you hints about things. And um, yeah, like even just through the backstories of other characters, you would learn about things in the game. And so um, they did a pretty good job of doing all that, but we said, fuck all that. We're just going to look up the walnuts. We we did that. We got all that. We completed it. We rolled credits. It was absolutely awesome. It's, it was great. Cause like it showed like pretty much every, character in the game and i mean like every enemy every fish every uh vegetable like all those things were just on display in the final credits of the game uh it was awesome they like acknowledged our our contributions to the town how we really changed things we, you know, we really felt like the love from the citizens and how much we had uh you know affected their world for for the better and it was awesome it felt like we had actually really beat the games at this point um i think we i think we it's close to 200 hours i think we were around like 180 maybe 190 at that point and on and off we've picked up the game because there's so even though we did complete the perfectionist there's still like some things that we could do and one of them was i hadn't done all the uh story events with all the characters uh personally marissa had so i went and did those uh we, we've gone back and played um I also went and there's this game called this mini game that's on an arcade uh, shelf within the game. And it's called um, Jumino Kart or Junimo Kart. Um, and it's kind of like this game where you're, it's like a cart jumping platforming game. Difficult okay. as shit, but you, you do learn it and I do get better at it. But it is it is taking a while. I'm still playing it, like trying to beat the game while Marissa just, you know, she she's tinkering on the farm now, just playing around with the design. And yeah, so we're just enjoying that little bit of the game. Well, because of that, now that that's all freed up, as I said, watch TV, watch some more movies, and also I'm now getting to play more Diablo. So I've been getting back into yes. that. Yes, uh, coming back. And uh, I'm loving Diablo right now. It's it's great too. Like uh, and like they they've you know season two will be coming around what like mid uh October 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 seventeenth I believe. Yeah. Um, which I won't be playing this season at the route that I'm going. Cause I, I'm just enjoying like, like every now and then, like I, I try to push like the, I wanted to push the campaign, but then I'll just see a couple side quests pop up and it's like, ah, I'm, I'm really enjoying these. Like, you know, it's one of the first games where, you know, I played other Diablos, but this is the first one where I felt like, like 
my job is to slay demons like it was like yeah. always kind of like the the creatures of the netherworld is how it felt like but this one like it's like straight up like performing exorcisms or helping people perform exorcisms there's always somebody that's possessed by a demon where that thing just ends up popping out somebody summons a demon you got to deal with that shit so it's, it's pretty dope it's like an exorcism game in in diablo and every bit of that i love so i'm loving like just the the, the side narratives that happen when they're like go into this the cellar to help out this dude or go and talk to this guy and then like he's like oh, I'm, I'm i'm overtaken and then like a demon pops out it's like you it's weird like you hear things and it's just the most horrific stuff and then like you find out oh they were possessed by a demon <laughs> that's why that's why like they did some horrible shit <laughs> but because of that i am loving it um i'm enjoying my character build actually oh yeah it, they just keep popping up <laughs> hundreds of cycles yeah i still haven't gotten my mount i'm like what is going on here um so hopefully it, do i just get that naturally by pushing through the main campaign just or do push I just... the story okay <laughs> you'll be fine just okay. push the story okay so yeah i've been pushing the uh i've been trying to not just mainline it to get that mount uh but like yeah so every now and then i'll just go and do some side quests as i was saying i've been playing around with my build I actually like, reworked it a little bit i'd gone with i've been going with these um i forgot what they're called but they were mages that had the strongest attack but the the side effect of them having a strong attack is that they lose health and they die um and but what was good is they would leave behind a corpse every time they died so you know you just resurrect that shit but um <laughs> i uh was looking at those was it the final um passive synergy ability what is it called yeah um, the yeah um, whatever it's called um and so i was i was working with one that was the key me, passive i believe yeah the key passives i was working with one originally that gave my minions attack speed if i um i think if i didn't take damage for a while something along those lines but then i saw another one it was like um it boosted them um with shot if there was shadow damage and i i noticed i have shadow mages all my attacks are centered around darkness and shadow attacks so i was like i should be doing that one and so i um re i refunded got that one the shadow passive that works with me and my minions um and then i got rid of one other thing and i put it into another um like shadow shadow passive so i'm just basically like i'm a shadow darkness necromancer with with minions yes. and uh yeah it's been working out really well because of that i'm now getting more stun stun attack and things like that and so um it's it's uh i'm, I'm really liking this reworked build that i have going on and then um i like completely just been now you gotta get some legendary aspects defeated yeah exactly i can't wait to start getting that shit going um and yeah uh i i completely i've been sleeping on like using my my uh golem golem because uh golem in that uh you know he's out there he's doing damage but i forgot that if i if i so hit his basically his button he does uh a slam which gives vulnerable to all the enemies and yes. i just didn't like i just had him out there just you know wreaking havoc but not taking advantage of that attack no when i started doing that i was like oh people are just melting as they're mm -hmm. in, in, in that vulnerable state so yeah, that's um I'm really like now starting to feel the synergy of my attacks and of my like squad and my build. So it's it's all coming together, A Dev. I'm really enjoying it. Uh and yeah, I can't wait because I, I can't wait to get to you know the higher world tiers because it seems like they're tinkering at improving the in-game um 
the end game for you know the people who are saying that there wasn't much to do after they put 300 hours into the game um so yeah it'll be nice (laughs) once i get there like to like the higher world tiers uh to see like what all that has in store for me Uh, it's quite amazing yeah i I can't wait it's a great time it's a great loop just what whatever flavor of dungeon crawling you want it's like all right i'm gonna go do that selling oh i'm gonna go do that dungeon Oh, I'm gonna go do that world boss. Oh, I'm gonna do that legion event. Yes. Oh, I'm gonna do these. I'm gonna do these live events. Oh, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do a side quest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a statue. Oh, there's a treasure goblin. Oh, there's a resplendent chest. Oh, there's the butcher. <laughs> just everything is. is yeah. I, I don't know up the hell tide like oh man <laughs> yeah i can't wait to get to that final area because once we start running those together i i can't wait to see like what that has especially to be able to run side by side with you like to see your fully powered character actually being challenged that's going to be something because i then i really get to see what you're yeah. really breaking out in your attacks <laughs> like i felt like i got is i got he, a taste. Is he the tactics at work <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I want to see that that Ice Queen at, at her full power. We got to get you to level one hundred. Damn. Yeah, one hundred. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> that's how the, that's the it, one. How you that's the one it? I have to do. I know life, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to. You didn't have to grind all your life away. <laughs> yeah, I did. For about <laughs> for about a solid month. Yeah, just as soon as work is over, Diablo four a.m. Go to sleep. Works over Diablo. <laughs> yeah, put in like easily over two hundred fifty, maybe three hundred hours just to get yeah. to that part. And like, I'm about fifty hours deep on season two. Yeah, and characters over level seventy five. Yeah, but you know, we'll we'll see what happens. They made some tweets. It's been like at least a month since I played. So I have no idea what's happening with the game. I haven't been keeping up. I'm just like keeping my eye on the clock for the second season. That way I can get in there try to finish up the season journey. I'm in the last chapter and I just have to get to like level 100 and either kill Uber and Lilith or Uber, whatever the fuck. The yeah, they, they said the season guys. <laughs> they have so much coming for season two. At least the blurb was there's so much coming for season two that it had to be broken up into two presentations, two hours each. So for a four hour deep dive into everything that they plan to add and change for season two. When, so, when is that? Um, I did not see the date. I just saw the headline as I was like flipping through notes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, as long as they fix the resistances, that's going to, that alone is going to turn it into a slightly different game because now you're actually going to be able to benefit from those stats rather than having them just take up space do you do uh like with your mage did you put anything into fortify or is that mainly like a melee thing uh fortify i went heavy on with the druid with the mage it was it was all barrier generation okay cool because i wanted to make sure i wasn't i don't have fortify and so i was like am i missing out with that with this with the with the necromancer but my build is like kind of made for distance i just wanted to make sure None of your none of your defensive skills or anything provide any fortify. I, I would have to put a, a skill passive into it. Yeah, like a, like a point. I had to put a, an ability point into it. And when I was reworking, I did have it, and I was like, I'm not sure if I'm like getting the most out of this. At least like as far as like the rest of my build, um, like to synergize other attacks with that fortify. It was basically like whenever I would 
produce a corpse from like a minion or like from myself then i would get like a little bit of fortify but then there were other attacks that also attributed to fortify so i was like well i should probably be using those along with this and then i'd be building it up a lot quicker um and so because of that then i was like maybe i should just drop this all together and then go full-on shadow damage and so i went full-on defense so it's uh it's going i'm doing pretty well right now but it is one of those things like uh do I need fortify? But you said barrier generation, so maybe I'll look into that a little bit more. Well, that was for the mage. I don't know how the necromancer's defense works. Okay. Well, then yeah, I'll read more of his. Look at his skills a little bit more. But yeah, I've I've been holding it down so far as far as like not really dying. But um, I will have to look more into that. But I do have other stuff that helps me, um, at least health wise and things like that. Uh, but yeah, let's get into these topics of the week, Adub. Actually, no. Before we get into that. Let's take a quick break. All right, we are back. Let's get right into our first topic of the week. Uh, topic, topic of, of the week. week. What you got, it? Uh, I'll hit you with a small one just to ease you in. It's been a while. <laughs> got to warm that body back up before you get back into the full swing of things. So this news coming by way of IGN. Nacon is making a new PS5 controller. And the selling point here is that it won't get stick drift. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so basically the controller, the Revolution Pro 5, as it's called, as you can see from, wait a minute, reading the wrong paragraph, the Nacon Revolution 5 Pro controller features Hall Effect technology, meaning the controller uses a magnetic system so that the thumbsticks and triggers are not physically touching other parts inside the controller, which over time would cause the dreaded stick drift. Uh, yeah. I, see it, I see it in some of the most popular first-party controllers, uh, the PS5 DualSense, uh, and the Nintendo Switch Joy-Con controllers. Uh. <laughs> uh, I... I wanted to bring this to light because this this is what I'm trying to see. Like we got a problem and companies in the industry are already on it, trying to remedy this, trying to give a better quality of life to consumers and to also scoop aside that sweet stick drift free business for themselves while they still can. But yeah, this is awesome. AMC, how do you feel about this controller, this technology? Is this going to positively affect you in any manner? Uh, I am happy that at least like, well, one, it's our, we're already past the point of it being acknowledged because now we're at the point where like Microsoft puts out a, uh, like, you know, a service of like, hey, you can now buy the parts <laughs> to, to fix yeah. your controller. And people like applaud it <laughs> before in the past is like, they're not acknowledging stick drift. Like, yeah. whatever it was Joy-Con drift, uh, stick drift with the, the PlayStation and Xbox controllers. And now it's gotten to the point where, yeah, like we're happily putting out parts and people are like, yes, I can finally try to fix it myself. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah. And then um, as like, I think, as a part of that, I thought I saw like at least like Nintendo had like patented something with a, like Joy-Con drift, like at least a controller. And there was like some patent that would like fix the Joy-Con drift. So yeah. even Nintendo was like trying to figure it out. So at least like they're all putting efforts out there. It's interesting that it's a third party company. Maybe Sony will, um, you know, ask them for a little bit of help for their for their new for their new controllers coming out to maybe deal with their issue with stick drift but uh i believe it's an officially licensed controller that's okay it appeared to be when i looked at the product packaging okay cool so that's good sony's on it 
they, yeah, it, yeah. it's there. They're like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> which is good because maybe then that's that's another option because I know that you know getting the uh, the DualSense Edge that was going to be kind of an answer for there. At least that was an answer for a lot of people when it came to stake drifters. Well, I get this and then I can just swap this out a lot more easier. Mm-hmm. And it won't be as big of an issue, but maybe now this will be, I'm assuming a lot more affordable version of a controller that you don't have to worry about the stick drift. So it's now at least uh it's better for the consumer from that perspective. You don't have to necessarily pay. How much did you pay for your dual Sage? Like 200 bucks or yeah, 80, to, something like that. Yeah. You won't have to pay $200 to have a controller where you don't have to worry about stick drift. So that's, that's well, nice to know. Oh, well, it's, it's, it's $200. <laughs> well, and it is called, it's the Revolution Pro 5. Oh. <laughs> Not the Revolution Rookie 5. Uh, it's uh, 229 euros. Oh, so it's even more. Oh, yeah, euros, it's like 245. So. It's like 245. What is that? What does that translate to in American dollars? <laughs> About 245. Oh, 245? Okay. Yeah. So, so, so you're going to be getting that deal edge probably if, if it comes to so, that. Or what's well, the special kinda, with this? Well, they kind of raise it, those sticks, but it, it raises the question, though, because now if this technology is successful, if this controller is successful, and this technology then makes its way throughout the industry to eliminate the stick drift, is that going to be, you know, a, something that's going to be passed down to the consumers? Or are we going to be in a situation where we only get the the drift free sticks on the premium controllers? Like, is it just a pro controller thing or an elite controller thing? Or and then my other question is like, with the existence and the function of the DualSense Edge, there's nothing really stopping them from releasing Hall Effect sticks that you could swap in and then never have to swap in another stick again but you know just spitballing hopefully we get a, the brighter side of the future instead of the, the more bleak side where it's like oh, you want this 300 dollars yeah so but also to the fact that if they figured it out maybe we can get to the point now where the all the hard like you know microsoft sony nintendo just their i guess i don't know proprietary controllers will just have this baked in from their own technology <laughs> I mean, for me, I feel like there shouldn't be a such thing as a dual sense edge or uh, an elite controller. Those should just be the stock controllers. And yeah, it may cost a little more, but when you pull that thing out of the box and you're holding it and you're using it and it doesn't, it doesn't degrade on you. It always feels like a premium quality accessory. Like it, it explains itself. It, it earns its keep. And I or think at least at least maybe it. have a like you know a build for that like as far as like you know you got your you got your playstation with the hard drive you got your mm. digital and then there should be one where it comes with the dual sense age it's yes. <laughs> like and then that one's maybe it could be like a little bit more but you just have all that baked in you don't even have to worry about getting that that initial dual sense controller and then exactly. having to go out and buy the edge just have that take out that other controller have the edge in there i'll pay a little bit more and I'll I'll be swimming. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Let's get to the next topic of the week. Top, top, top topic, topic of the week. week. Well, this is by way of Eurogamer A Dub. Yeah, we're getting the new division. We're getting Division Three. Oh man, I've been. You know, I've been every so often whenever the division comes up. It's like I just want I just want to see Division Three now. <laughs> and then they did that whole Division Heartland thing, and I was just like, oh, they're gonna do. 
cheesiness. <laughs> <laughs> the cheesiness. Yeah. <laughs> we knew it was that. Right. We just knew that was it. Uh, massive. They were working on the Star Wars game. And so it was just a matter of like, when they get done with this, are they going right into the next division game? What's the story? And so we we're just waiting for that. So yeah, apparently this was announced like unceremoniously. But it doesn't matter because the the division crowd is excited. So let's 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 see what Eurogamer had to say. So Ubisoft mm-hmm. disseminated a press release among news outlets announcing that Julian Garrity, the creative director of next year's equally anticipated Star Wars Outlaws, Ooh. has been appointed new executive producer of its Tom Clancy's The Division brand. So that's really hey, what the press release was about. Okay. But within that press release, we got it then added almost an after an almost an afterthought that this would include the division three now in development at series regulars, massive entertainment, which is currently said to be actively building a team for the game. So they're recruiting, they're hiring the devs. They're they're starting to pull people from Star Wars Outlaws to 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 focus on the division so they're reallocating resources so that's a one that's a good sign for star wars outlaw maybe that shows that it's very very far along in the in the development process and then good sign that they're getting started on the you know the early development of division three let's see uh news that a third mainline division game is happening is not at all surprising seeing as that both division games it's uh the original and its sequel have managed to shift over 10 million copies each for ubisoft so so pulling them numbers nobody wants live service but people buying buying mm-hmm. the division mm-hmm. they um, want to talk about it <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> um so yeah i mean we we played the division two we got into it so um, much so to talk to me about your your excitement your anticipation for division three i mean i just uh, <laughs> let me try to pull one of the several threads that are extending from the core of this topic here but i mean number one i gotta know where it is because that's gonna set the tone for hundreds of hours of exploring and and fighting and figuring stuff out and progressing so yeah i'm looking forward to figuring out what the setting is insofar as like the work that i've known them to do division two what they've shown from star wars outlaws so if there's even some kind of middle ground between there, I feel that's going to be a significant step up for the franchise, which already looks gorgeous, beautifully animated, fluid, intuitive controls. Like that's the kind of game you could just put in anybody's hands and just in a few minutes, they'll have it figured out and they'll be having a good time. Like it's a rare kind of game. So yeah, very excited about this. I just, yeah, I think the one thing that might come of Division Three, especially, uh, there's no way it's going to be cross gens. Hopefully, it's just current gen only. And the one thing that's going to come from it, I think they're going to achieve the kind of the kind of visual quality and like animation and attention to detail that they showed off with the initial Division feel, because that was more like a target render kind of thing. But there was there was just a lot of good ideas and. A visual presentation that didn't make it into the franchise from that. So I feel like some of that stuff. What about yourself? Like, what are you looking forward to? What are you expecting? It? Are you going to get on it with A-Dub? Oh, man. I mean, I had so many good like hours played with you, played by myself in that game. It was it was a phenomenal game. Yeah, um, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, I thought that it's 
one of the best cover base shooters that I've played on Absolutely. my current gen. Um, they know exactly what they're doing. Had a perfect gameplay loop as far as, you know, getting your loot, turning it in, getting your upgrades where possible, keeping what you want, uh, getting your loadouts right, going into the mission, getting into cover, shooting up people, mm -hmm. throwing different enemy types at you. So you're, you're varying up your attacks with them. Um, heavily specialized classes with their own special abilities so it's like for me all of i liked everything that they have there for the foundation of the game and now it's just you have you have stronger hardware so how are you going to take that to a new level i'm assuming more classes but you know seeing possibly like like new perks new um options within the classes that we had prior i really liked um you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a summon type of guy. I love having my minions. Yeah. So of course I loved having my drones out there just, you know, wreaking havoc. And so um yeah, seeing what they can do to the next evolution of the drones, especially with like, you know, just new AI and stronger hardware to see what um they can do with that. I want to see the the next evolution of those classes and where they can go with it. Cause that's really what what really what made the game stand out for me was just the different ways I could go, the different routes I could go as far as the the builds. And um yeah, and it just great shooting and everything. The game it was just a you know when you just talk about a game like not you don't really necessarily talk about the story. You don't necessarily talk about the characters. We just say like just perfect gameplay. And that's what this was. It was just always fun to jump in and out of always satisfying to run the different missions and to, you know to come up against like some of those those fights and waves of enemies um so yeah i just want to see that as you said the map is always important because you know you get a feel for like what it's like to be in a post-apocalyptic like dc area or new york and so yeah um i think with that like just seeing what region they get and then how they can you know take full advantage because it will be interesting to see if they continue to go the same a similar route it's like always feels kind of like you're in like a downtown-ish like area mm -hmm. um and so at least a different city will give a different layout of how things go and also just to see the the progression of what's been going on with uh you know i guess the plague or whatever <laughs> that has caused that issue and so maybe they'll throw in new enemy types and things like that as well so there's a lot that they can do to take this game to a new level but as long as it has like that addictive gameplay i think that's the thing that's most important for this and yeah and i even liked what they were doing with the raids even though i didn't get into the raids um and so i think it's it's something that's um that will be um definitely people will notice how much they missed the division once a new division comes out because they did put out that that big expansion and i know people try to say like that they thought that that was going to be division three i think mm -hmm. it was like it was like new york like yeah. the gangs in new york or whatever um bought, bought the dlc never touched it yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh and so yeah and it's, uh, it's supporting the game i love i don't give a shit and then apparently it was great. It was incredible DLC. So um, it was like a big expansion uh, yeah. to the point where people thought it was like, basically it was going to be division three and they just decided to make it a big expansion. So yeah. Um, yeah. I'm very curious to see what they, what they also, what they've possibly learned from working on star Wars outlaw and how they can work that into the division um, will if, also be like another thing that could be a thing. If they work any of that into the division, if just from a presentation angle, just that's a once in a lifetime game. Yeah. <laughs> built built on parts of another once in a lifetime game. Yeah, exactly. What is what is up with all these once in a lifetime games coming? Oh, I don't know. It's uh it's I know we're just in that sweet spot, Adele. Like it's I don't know what to make of it, but it's it's great because 
it's always for us we're always looking for things that are counter to the narrative and that's like one of those things that we're always trying to tell people it's like when people are like oh like game it's never been worse it's like but how come we're getting like yeah how are we we getting a game of the generation every year in this case we're getting two (laughs) within one year (laughs) um and so yeah it's uh it's it's insane and i'm i'm here for it <laughs> like I'm, I'm here for the ride but hey dub what you got in the next topic of the week top topic of the week let me let me sift through my rolodex and see what we got i'm gonna hit you with another small one it's a little quick hit spider-man 2 it has been revealed that there's good news and bad news <laughs> The good news is you could toggle it on and off. The bad news is it has fall damage. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) But hold up. Uh, Senior programming director Doug Sheehan said the feature does exist in Spider-Man 2 and confirmed fall damage is not enabled by default. Something we're seeing more and more, more of is that players like to be able to customize their experience. For those players, we added the ability to enable fall damage. Fall damage result, result, I mean, defaults to off. And even let people tweak how swinging feels with our swing steering assist set. We hope players who enjoy a deep dive into the details have fun experimenting. All right. So it wasn't a big deal because it toggled on and off. I think it's very interesting. And I would like that's something that would get me interested in playing Spider Man. Like he does take damage when he falls. He cannot just fall from from any height and survive. That would be very interesting because you'd have to express more care and more understanding of your traversal mechanics to prevent yourself from taking those kind of hits. And then that could be a game changer in boss fights or in big fights. Just get knocked out the air, hit the ground. Oh man. See, and then if they had the system where his damage would be shown on his suit and then you end up with that spider-man with like the the chin out <laughs> the chin and the one eye and the hair busted up oh man that would be awesome like amc <laughs> one are you getting spider-man two and two do you think you'd be interested in toggling something like this <laughs> um i mean probably not but who knows maybe I, maybe i will i would have to see uh, a reason why i would want to have that because that is one thing i love about spider-man is going from the highest point like just finding the highest point in a, in a map and then jumping and just doing that free fall um and then you know maybe it'll just add a little bit of that that tingle in my balls <laughs> butterflies <laughs> know that i could possibly die from that fall exactly. um if it I makes it that much sweeter it makes every jump that much sweeter yeah and I mean, there is a thing like it, it just seems like they're going all out with um, you know, the the different modes that you can run this game at. So you can just go all full performance or full, you know, fidelity. Um, and maybe some of that would just add to like, you know, the trying to, you know, trying to replicate the feeling of butterflies as you're swinging through a city. Um, so yeah, if it, if it contributes to that feeling of immersion, maybe that's something that would put into the game. As far as getting it, um, yeah, it's definitely a game I'm going to get. Not going to get it day one, obviously, f- for sure. Um, it's coming out right around Mario Wonder, and that's um, that's going to be the game I'm going to get yeah. around that time. <laughs> but um, I do plan on getting it. The game looks absolutely phenomenal. Um, 
I never played Miles Morales. That's that's really been the debate. Is like, am I gonna get Miles Morales just so I can get that little bit of story in before I play Spider Man Two? And the more I'm, the more I think about it, the odds are that I'm, I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna jump right into Spider Man Two and, and try to catch up. Uh, maybe I'll just read like a summary of what happened in that in that expansion um, of Spider Man. And so yeah, um, I do plan on getting it. It'll just be sometime next year. And yeah, I mean uh, the game looks good. Um, and that that's interesting that there's gonna be fall damage. So we'll see if people if people like use that and just try to you know just splatter Spider Man's body all over the map. <laughs> now, should I get the game? One, I am enabled to fall damage because I feel like, well, like you said, like when you make that big jump and you save yourself at the last second, you get that little tingle. But at the same token, if that's on all the time and you know that like, hey, if I hit the ground, there there's gonna be consequences. I think that's going to lead a lot of players into smoother, more masterful gameplay sequences. And it's also gonna bring out so many, so much, so much spontaneous, like spur of the moment kind of maneuvers where it's like, oh, almost hit the ground. Uh, uh, maybe you do some dope shit. And it's like, oh, Spider-Man is on a whole nother level. Like maybe it's the players who play with the fall damage that'll end up like really bringing out the the true potential of the game in gameplay seconds. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. But let's get to the next topic of the week. Top, uh, topic, topic of, of the week. week. Uh, let's just get right into it. <laughs> this, uh, uh, so there is a uh, there was there was a leak this week. A dub, um, oh, yeah, massive leak. Uh, it you know when Microsoft they're they're in the process of trying to acquire Activision, and then they're in this litigation with the FTC, <laughs> and you know files are just going back and forth they're they're submitting stuff they're supposed to be redacting things they're forgetting and they just they're moving files around and you know files some of the files just just came loose a dub to the public mm-hmm. and initially everybody was like oh it's the ftc mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're trying to they're, they're trying, trying to, to get back at microsoft yeah they're, they're feeling sore about losing <laughs> yeah and the next thing you know we find out actually it was microsoft fucking up and yeah. they're the reason why these leaks came out and so you know how everybody disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> so you know it is usually we don't discuss rumors. These are straight up leaks from the from the horse's mouth. And so there's there's there is some stuff that I did find interesting. Some of the stuff was just like we, when we were discussing it initially, like we were just saying, like, because this is, you know, some of this is from information from as of last year, but going back then beyond that. And as Phil Spencer, after all the leaks came out and you know, all the all the dust had settled. Phil Spencer basically released a statement saying, like, yeah, like these are things that we were maybe considering, but plans have changed since then. Mm-hmm. Wait to hear from us before you before anything is actually like, you know, confirmed or whatever, or that we're still actually carrying on as like a, a possibility as far as a business. Or but in other words, up- we just spent seventy billion dollars. Yeah, <laughs> you know we're gonna take it easy for a while. Yeah, plans changed, um, and so yeah, there there was some like headliney stuff, but you know the the stuff that I will say that was really interesting is, and and one of it we got a we got a a, a a a PowerPoint presentation slide that was basically from Bethesda letting Microsoft know what they have planned. <laughs> but I what's love interesting how nothing has supplanted PowerPoint. Yeah, I know nothing. It'll always be around. Um, 
And so what was good about this, though, also, even in this, when you see the dates of what they had planned, because this is a 2020 presentation, all these dates are nowhere near hitting. And so who knows where they are? But I mean, you can you can simply assume that a lot of these games are coming. But um, yeah, it just shows what they had planned versus where we ended up. A lot of it could have changed. And so, yeah, I'm just going to read this off a dub. So I'll start here. There's some other stuff we can talk about in the leaks, but this is the first thing I thought that was most interesting. So this, um, so before it was acquired by Microsoft, ZeniMax Media, the parent company of studios like Bethesda Game Studios and ID Software or id Software, uh, was working on remasters of Elder Scrolls 4, Oblivion, Fallout 3, and a new entry in the Doom franchise, according to new documents revealed as part of the FTC versus Microsoft. The games were included in a July 2020 Microsoft presentation, um, the then ZeniMax, before the then ZeniMax acquisition. Um, and so this is them basically, you know, Microsoft is like, we want to buy you, we want to know what's going on. And so they mm-hmm. said, this is what we got going on. This is what's going on. <laughs> All right. So let's see. As far as unannounced games within the presentation, uh, I had mentioned some above, but now this is just a full breakdown. Uh, we have the Oblivion remaster originally set for fiscal year 2022. Didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Doom Year Zero and DLC. This is scheduled for fiscal year 2023. And a set of DLC in a second set of DLC in fiscal year 2024. Definitely ain't happening as of right now. Um, Fallout 3 remaster, fiscal year 2024. Are they going to surprise us with the last minute Fallout 3 re- remaster announcement, A dub? We'll see. Well, they still have to pump out the next gen Fallout 4 patch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, a sequel to Ghostwire Tokyo coming fiscal year 2024. I heard some good things about that. Not a perfect game, but I did hear mm-hmm. some good things about it. Uh, Dishonored three fiscal year twenty twenty four. Now I know that when um you know when Redfall was announced and came out and you know Oof. it was all live servicey and uh, all, all the issues that had with all it, people were yeah, yeah. they're all <laughs> people were definitely upset about it. But then they're even more upset about it because they were like, well, we could have had Dishonored three instead of this bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I guess. You know, the Dishonored games, I guess they didn't sell incredibly well. And so, and I believe that and this is where we get into the, you know, when we talk about acquisitions, how they're not all terrible. Um, one of the things that, you know, was said about uh, Redfall was that, you know, uh, Bethesda or Zenimax, they're looking for, you know, a good live service game, you know, to have out there. And so that was then them as an independent uh, publisher. And developer um they needed a live service game out there and that's what redfall ended up being and now with them being bought by microsoft maybe they don't have to you know focus on putting out trying to put out a, a live service game to have that you know rev- revenue pipeline uh within a game and so yeah maybe now this is a sign that they can focus on dishonor 3 moving forward uh let's see there are also a number of other titles for console and pc without specific names that were included uh one of them ended up being the indiana jones games which we have known for for quite a while originally scheduled for fiscal year 2022 obviously they, i think they said they're what 50 percent to the development of that game uh, so yeah. yeah and we're now in 2023 so just once again showing how the timelines are just way off uh, just a, were... a side note oh yeah what's that on that oblivion remaster uh, as a result of this leak the creator of the sky oblivion model that is in development has said that 
he's putting it out no matter what. Doesn't matter <laughs> when that, that remaster is coming out. The Sky Oblivion mod will be completed and released. So the Sky Oblivion mod, it, it aims to recreate Oblivion in Skyrim. Mm. So, exactly. <laughs> so I guess we're we going to be double different. Is the my community got what it takes? Or does Bethesda <laughs> pass that torch <laughs> to the mods? Yeah, uh, yeah, we're back to the news. <laughs> yeah, see, uh, there's another game, pod, uh, Project Kestrel, uh, fiscal year 2023, an expansion no in fiscal year 2024. Oh, you gonna say? No idea what that is. Yeah, and then there's also Project Platinum, and that does not have uh a date and then vaguely named licensed i licensed ip game so they're also not only working on indiana jones but another licensed ip under bethesda say so, hey, dub um the are rumors are the rumors are swirling that that project platinum might be scaled out oh is that the, <laughs> is that the licensed ip <laughs> oh project platinum <laughs> oh project platinum oh it just oh that's right because platinum Maybe. originally they Maybe. handed it over to bethesda <laughs> i mean the the naysayers are trying to call it wishful thinking but yeah. i mean that that kind of coincidence i think that plays more into the pro scale down club so that's where i'm going to put my money until we get some information um, so before we move on to the next thing, so as far as the games that, you know, haven't been announced, we, we just to run it back, Oblivion Remastered, Doom Year Zero, Fallout 3 Remaster, Ghostwire Tokyo sequel, and Dishonored 3. Um, I mean, what do you think? Of, first of all, let's just get right to it because you know how we feel about y- your boy Three Dog in the in the in the Ten yes. Penny Tower. What do you think about a <laughs> Fallout Three remaster? I know a lot of people have been talking about a new Vegas remaster, but what about Fallout Three remaster? I think it's as equally, if not more deserving than a New Vegas remaster, although New Vegas has the vastly superior combat system. Uh, Fallout 3, just, that was, that was a watershed moment in gaming. Like, that <laughs> that changed. That was the game. Oblivion got me Bethesda curious, but then Fallout was like, I'm going to change you. <laughs> Man, I still remember having on my my talent company armor. I'm in third person. I'm in like this this like brown and yellow field, like this yellow foliage everywhere. Not yellow, but just dead dry foliage. <laughs> it's a super mutant, just like walking through the foliage. I'm crouched on an overturned like side, like an overturned train car or something. Zooming in with my laser rifle, just started using energy weapons. Like, let's see what this could do. Let's get this a shot. Because, like, you know, your boy always from with the ballistics. Pull out the laser rifle, headshot right on the, right on the super mutant. Head comes flying off, rolls down the hill. You hear the, the cash register, you get the XP. And I was just like, this is one of the greatest games ever made. <laughs> and yeah, that was that was the moment. Still got the lunchbox. Fallout 3. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, Fallout 3. Yeah, I would say like that, uh, for me, that, it was the Vats, because that was the first time where I was like, wait, they, they figured out how to do turn base in a first-person shooter. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, that was, like, the first time where I was like, wait a second. And uh, that wasn't me. I'm not going to lie. Like, that was, like, the appeal was Vats. Immediately when I saw Vats, I was like, 
what they got percentages on different limbs i can i can just target the the leg make them start hobble hobble them oh. run away <laughs> shoot them in the head <laughs> make them dumb <laughs> i gotta just like, <laughs> <make> them, <laughs> yeah, uh, i just love that can't one. focus just yeah. <laughs> your, your whole sensor range shoot the gun up. shoot shoot their arms so they drop the gun i can shoot the gun but then i'm, I'm ruining the gun yeah. like it was um just that level of being able to target um different parts of the body especially if they're wearing armor shit like that you got a super mutant sprinting at you fucking take out those yep. legs <laughs> so you can create yep, that's distance. exactly what i did i had that <laughs> shotgun and you would just hear do, 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 do. <laughs> you turn around and it's super mutant swinging all right coming at you just kneecap bow kneecap bow just hobbling at you and then you just just take them apart and like you could do that in real time it wasn't even like it was exclusive to vats it was that was i played like maybe one or two other first person shooters where like hitting enemies in particular parts of the body would generate different responses but fallout was one of the was probably the first and only game i played where that was an entire layer of gameplay like there were that that was how you administered status effects and that was just so inventive and just mind-blowing for me yeah man fuck if they the thing is if they if it's just like a remaster and they take the old game give it some new assets and yeah, polish it up yeah i don't think that's gonna hit you want like a remake uh, i mean if they're going to stretch the definition of remaster and put it on like the creation engine 2 or or whatever just as long as they maintain that gameplay because maintain that gameplay smooth it out like add some quality of life shit but like uh, you, you I mean, gotta I'm, preserve I'm, I'm maybe as much like of that as possible yeah, update it for the new generation as far as like maybe bring in like heavy mod support or even the mods of the past. Yes. And like you can update it in that way just to really because it seems like at least it seems like with Starfield and everything, like they're like I think they said by 2024 they'll be good to go with it, at least as far as consoles go with the mods. And so um it seems like especially with them having, you know, assuming that this is possibly gonna be a, a console exclusive. Um they said that like it, it definitely helps as far as like setting up the, that mod support then from a console standpoint if you're only focusing on one console yeah. and so um yeah if they can if that's a way to bring it to a current generation and having you know bring back the community support for fallout 3 that'd be uh that'd be an awesome way to like just reinvigorate that bit of the community for that game it would have to be such a substantial visual <laughs> upgrade <laughs> yeah, keep, keep talking killers. I got the door loses my mind. Yeah, it would it would have to be a very substantial visual upgrade. Like I'm talking cloth physics, new animations. Like it, it's just yeah, every, everything would have to be brought up to a modern standard for them to get away with not like improving the gameplay or, or modernizing the gameplay. But damn, Fallout Three with the gameplay of Starfield or Fallout 4, that would be absolutely You said, you said the shooting in Starfield is like on point, right? Oh my God. I feel like John Wick out there, dude. Because it's <laughs> like, it's, 
and it, it's funny when I see people complain online, like, oh, level scaling. It's like, dude, if you know what you're doing, there's no level scaling. You're just gradually outpacing the enemy as you modify your weapons and, and select the proper perks. Yeah, like, that's just like I, a thing. Like Diablo gets it like, oh, like level scaling. It's like fucking just, it just means there's always a challenge. What's wrong with that? You want to just be overpowered out there? <laughs> they, uh, Yeah, that's exactly what they want. They <laughs> say it in so many words. It's... um the 2.0 patch for cyberpunk changed the game from enemies just having you know set levels to it being level scale mm-hmm. and a lot of the longtime players are like yeah this is great and then all the anti-level scaling people come in like oh this game was fine before i like to feel when i have my power <laughs> like oh man if you're just building your character right you would be fine but like yeah it, it in Starfield, like I get my pistol certification, but then I also put that on top of my ballistics perk, and then I put that on top of the crippling. So, like, I just have this. I'm doing the most damage I can with a pistol. The pistol's modified just all the way out the door, and I have the crippling perk, which is gives me a chance every time I shoot somebody to force them into a down state and to lower their odds of being able to get up from the down state. So I'm just walking in, just stomach, leg, shoulder, <laughs> just taking dudes down. It, ah, man, it, it fall out, just the tightness and the, the response, because Fallout 3 shooting was absolute trash. <laughs> <laughs> in hindsight, it, it by comparison, like growing, like it, it wasn't in third person, depending on your camera depth. And I just wrote it off as like, oh, that's like the focal point or something. But uh, <laughs> like, depending on how far you were from a target, that determined where the reticle had to be in order for you to shoot straight out. Like, mm-hmm. it, I got very used to it because that's what I do. And I knew, like, okay, let me just aim a little bit to the left run up on them and the bullets just go to the side of the reticle, but they fixed all that with Starfield Fallout 4. So it's like, if you bring that back to a game like Fallout 3, not only would it make the third person mode more more viable, completely viable, since people for so long, oh, it's unplayable in third person. It's like, nah, you just gotta learn how to rock with it. But if they, if they remedy that, I think Fallout 3 will reach a lot more people and it will just impact so much how about yourself no I, I completely agree with everything you just said i i didn't think about like the shooting i think uh that would be the big thing because as we've seen like there seems to be like some synergy at least with them and was it it or machine games um and i feel like that's what's greatly improved at least from a gameplay standpoint like they knew how to make they knew how to make good rpgs but yeah, like uh, from a like a technical standpoint of like just precision and control with their gameplay uh, to tighten it up a little bit. It seems like that synergy within those development teams has really stepped their game up. And so if they can bring that forward with like a remake of uh, Fallout 3, that would be that would be everything for me because, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, let's move on to the the next thing. But uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll get into the the next part of the leaks. They do. All right. We are back. This is the, uh, the other thing I thought that was interesting in the leak. So. We won't, won't discuss the uh, the console unless you want to discuss that because it seemed like it wasn't going to be an upgrade. It was going to be like kind of like just like a, a refresh on the Series X, um, but uh, it wasn't going to be any, any more powerful. But with that, they announced that there's going to be a new controller. So um, the, the documents include information on Microsoft's mid-generation console refresh, which says the new console will come with an all-new, more immersive controller. 
this controller codename Sybil uh, is then detailed in the document with all of its new features listed. Uh, the new features include improved precision haptic feedback using VCA voice coil actuators, Ooh. which double as speakers and accelerometer, oh. uh, which also adds a lift uh, a lift to wake feature. That's pretty cool. So you pick it up and it just gets going. Uh, modular thumbsticks, a rechargeable battery, which can be swapped out, I believe. Uh, at least you can speak on that with the Xbox controller. And then quieter buttons and thumbsticks because people want they don't want that <laughs> clicking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you you you've had you've had some time with the the Series X controller. Um, that Series X, yeah, with the Series X controller. Yeah, and, Xbox modern Xbox controller. Yeah, and then you've had uh, you know, you had the haptic feedbacks with the Dual Sense. Um, yes. So speak on that as far as like that that they've been taking notes and now that they're going to, they're going to give a, a, a controller refresh <laughs> as you will with the console um, speak on that. And then the, the lift wake feature, that's, that's pretty interesting. That's pretty interesting. It depends on how it's implemented. That could, that straddles a very thin line between being a convenience and being an annoyance. So, you know, yeah. we got to see how they have, because like I have my stuff in my coffee table, I'm putting stuff onto and taking stuff off of or into and out of my coffee table all the time i'm nudging controllers i'm putting my foot in there like i'm doing all kinds of stuff <laughs> that's just how i'm living man. and like i'm moving the controllers around I'm, my laptop all that so if my controller is waking up and waking up my console every time i do that yeah that feature that feature's going off however <laughs> if it's if it's on something where it could take the you know the bumps the bumps and bruises of life while still keeping that feature like mostly within the sweet spot then that could be something i'd be interested in like you know i'm glad that notes are being taken because the haptics and just are, are, the, oh, are the buttons are the buttons loud you know is there a lot of clicking going on yeah it's a, it's a ton of clicking it, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't bother me i find it kind of endearing like it's yeah. it's its own unique aesthetic and it's it's an affirmative click. When you hear that click, you know you have pressed that button. So it's it's not like with the dual sense where it's kind of a guessing game sometimes. Like I don't like to push my buttons too much. And yeah. sometimes I don't push it enough. <laughs> I don't know that I didn't do that until I'm getting hit in the face by like a demon dick or something. And <laughs> it's like, God damn it, I was trying to go hitless there. But yeah, man, I like the affirmative clicks. I feel like they can do that just in a more tactile manner where you feel it, but you don't hear it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that could be a thing, but Hey, they're making the buttons quieter. That's awesome. Haptics. That's going to be awesome. If they can do some kind of adaptive trigger situation in there, then that'll put them right on par with what Sony's offering. However, I imagine that'll put them right in the crosshairs of the lawsuit. So maybe <laughs> that won't come to pass, but a guy can dream. I, I don't know. I could, I could leave the adaptive triggers, even though I think I personally think they're awesome, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm always glad to see innovation and things coming out that just move the genre forward, not the genre, but move the industry forward and raise what is the minimum standard. That'll be the hardware that we're gaming on. Like Sony pushed things a bit with what they were doing and now their competitors have to come up to match in some way. And like Nintendo started with the whole haptic rumble and 3D rumble and all that stuff. So 
Sony got in the game, now Microsoft getting in the game, and, and somebody else is going to create some other interesting mechanic, and then the others will follow suit. Hey, that's how we got analog sticks. That's how we got shoulder buttons. SNES, N64, all this stuff is just incremental steps. This is it's beautiful to watch the evolution of the the hobby like right in front of you. It's it's not every day you can just watch evolution. <laughs> so do sorry, does your Xbox controller does it take like you know like double A batteries or is it like a rechargeable controller? Well, you see, that is the virtue of the Xbox controller. You can have one or the other. So oh, okay. it ships with it has some batteries. You can plug those in and do your thing that way. Or you can get a playing charge kit, which fits right in there just like batteries would. However, you can close it up. You don't have to open it. Just plug in that cord, charge it up, get your game on, take it out, whatever. So, yeah, I always run with the playing charge kit. And, you know, keep that wireless going. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess, uh, yeah, I would say haptic feedback's out. That would be pretty dope for them to finally get. Um, and then... With the lift awake, I would say this because I would definitely agree with you. It's the uh, especially with having kids. If I if every time the kid picked up a controller, the, the PlayStation turned on, that would that would be an issue immediately. That's a recipe but, for disaster. Yeah. Now, where I could see it work uh, for the benefit of the uh, the player is that you know one of the things that you hear a lot of complaints about with at least with like the DualSense controller, people complain about the battery life. Oh, the battery mm. life uh, doesn't last long enough. Now, if it had a thing. Mm. Where, you put it down, it immediately turns off. And then right when you pick it up, you don't have to put like, you don't have to push the Xbox slash PlayStation button to then sign back on. Like it just, you pick it up and then the controller is ready to go immediately. Exactly. That would be a way to uh, save battery without having to, you know, I think it's like with PlayStation, you have to basically set it up to after like five minutes of non-use, then it'll turn off on its own. And you can, yeah, but then on. you gotta, then you gotta push the button. You <laughs> gotta wait for it to blink. And then you gotta wait for it to connect. <laughs> then you gotta press the button. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that's, that's crazy. I didn't even think on that angle because that, it, it just, it lengthen, it lengthens that rest time, eliminates like that trash time where it's sitting around not doing anything that idle time where it's just wasting juice yeah yeah so it tailors that like if that is how raise to wake is implemented for controllers i think that would be a big deal and that's something that i would have yeah so that that would be the the big thing that i could think they can do right just because you know like especially with like phones even like my my watch like it's like if i have it at a certain angle that screen ain't coming on the moment i turn my wrist like facing me in a certain way then the watch like immediately at least that's how i have it because i don't have the i don't have it displayed at all times um and so i think like the technology at least from an apple standpoint they've gotten it pretty good with that raise to wake thing um and so yeah if they can get that now implemented into controllers that will definitely be a feature that one will be very convenient as far as like signing on with the controller but then also the fact of um, possibly saving battery life. So I could see that being a big game changer as far as like just quality of life. The things that you don't think about what's there, but from beforehand, uh, it will solve a lot of issues um, that I think people have with uh, the current state of controllers. Mm-hmm. And then, as you said, and then once they figure out that stick drift, then we're right back to where we were, <laughs> if not even better than the, the good old days. Oh, man, can you imagine that controller <laughs> out the box with Hall Effect sticks? <laughs> Raise to wake, haptic feedback, adaptive <laughs> triggers, <laughs> touchpad. <Yeah. laughs> 
Oh, HD Rumble. Man. <laughs> Decent battery life. Yeah. <laughs> rubber grips, rubber uh, textured grips. Yeah. Back pedals. <laughs> tight, tight clicking, but no noise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We're so close. Yeah. We're getting, okay. we're getting so close to like the controller. It's yeah. like, you, you just, there's nothing you could do to this that's going to make this any better. Except like shove the spike in my brain. Yeah, it just yeah, just jack me right into this. I control it with my thoughts. Um, let's see any. So that was all I pulled for the leaks. Everything else was very um, you know clickbaity. But um, I mean, there, there could have been some like other details I missed. Is there anything else within the leaks that you wanted to discuss before we move on to the next topic of the week? <laughs> like it was, it was interesting. I think the big thing there is that everybody rushed to judgment on what the source of the leak was. Everybody was wrong, and it's just another example of why everybody needs to chill the hell out and let a story develop before you know you start drawing battle lines and putting blue blue face paint on, getting your William Wallace on. So. Yeah, I know. I know there is a lot, especially like because people really jump to conclusions as far as like, especially with the acquisition crap, yeah. and um, and then like one of the other headlines that like you know just showing like how all, all this information is old. As I said, the uh, that Bethesda slide was from 2020, and about half of those games haven't even come out. I believe like Starfield was like slated for 2021. <laughs> when that, when we're, that, and we're gonna buy Nintendo. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then one of the other things was um, I guess that they said that there was a. Uh, the Series S accounted for like 75% of its sales. And yeah, that's um, a big deal. yeah, but then I guess uh like a lot of the MPD group said, um, because that was from last year. And so it was like, oh, so that might hold up. But then a lot of people for the MPD group said it's now at around because that was first of all, that a lot of that had to do with the uh, supply shortages and with the Series X. And so a lot mm-hmm. of people were getting the Series S on top of just you know, possibly going for the cheaper price entry point. But then um, they said um, within the year alone that it's now about like 51, like 49 now, the uh, the difference between yeah. the Series X and S. So just getting more Series Xs out there, um, people immediately started scooping those bad boys uh, up. So now it's a little more leveled out. But then you can also see why from a you know Starfield standpoint and just a lot of the talk with like the split screen stuff, why Microsoft is adamant, like you got to figure out this shit for the Series S because... We had a bunch of people buy that shit when we couldn't get uh when there was a console shortage and so you know they have that install base out there but at least now we've seen it's uh leveled out a little bit as far as x and s so maybe we'll see that they'll they'll be a little more lenient with you know letting go a couple of the features for the series s as we see more x's out there in the wild being purchased well what if what's really going on is all the people who bought series s's and ended up getting the short end of the stick a few times or like no more and got series X. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that could be the case. <laughs> Who knows? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's uh let's jump into the next topic. Um we're about like 450, so we start breezing through these. But um we there's plenty of news. We had two weeks, so anything else you want to hop into next, A dub? Are we doing that 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 presentation? Yeah, we we talking about state of play? Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's, let's get into it. We could, we, I mean, we could get into like the big stuff. We'll have to hit every game, but yeah, yeah. I'm definitely down because there's there's definitely stuff worthy of talking about. From this well, it wasn't it wasn't that lengthy. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, this was you, this was this was the big one that they were 
that they promised us. <laughs> this, this was the secret show. This yeah. was the one that was supposed to follow the Microsoft presentation. <laughs> oh, first. Uh, they're, they're gonna have one later in the year it's gonna blow everything out the water <laughs> yeah. but yeah let's get into it adev we had a state yes. of play that was uh announced you know you know how they do it they they drop it on a surprise 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 bitches um so yeah what, what do you think surprise <laughs> I, I, I mean i thought it was okay it's a lot of stuff that we've seen before yeah. uh so you know just some deeper dives think what it's just deeper looks into stuff it was very informative it wasn't it wasn't like oh shit i got new stuff to buy <laughs> even though you know final fantasy 7 keeps making that case for itself every yeah. time i see more and more of it especially with the new trailer that they showed at the state of play because it was just it was so authentically final fantasy 7 yeah, but then it was also so characteristically Japanese. Like Cloud and Sephiroth were running into the fight with their swords next to each other, and slashing the enemy at the same time, and then but glancing at each other just like that. Yeah, <laughs> just that, 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 that bromance. Yeah. Oh man, that bromance! I love that aspect of like manga and Japanese content. <laughs> They're just yeah. sneaking in, like, yeah, that's my that's my brother in combat. Yeah, it's my rival. <laughs> it's either gonna be me or him and they just ride off into the sunset fighting each other but yeah that i mean that game looks phenomenal we got to see chocobos got to see chocobo racing got to see golden saucer got to see kate sith in action got to see just all the mini games like riding the motorcycle the rock of soccer robots yeah like they're they're going all out we got to see the reveal of Vincent. Mm. Even though I saw a follow-up stating that he's just going to be a companion character the same way that Red 13 was in the remake in Integrate. So, okay. so you know, hey, baby steps. No pun intended. Yeah, man. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth looks awesome. I, knowing that it's a trilogy and expecting the third part to wrap everything up, I'm more resolved and confident than ever and waiting for that complete edition amc how about yourself yeah it looks absolutely awesome uh it's funny it's like I, i've owned um the first one what rebirth for a minute now and have not touched it but it's the one i, I can't wait to eventually play it and yeah this one looks just as awesome uh what's good about it too is that i only played final fantasy 7 once and i played it when it came out so god knows like where what i remember from that game so i know like there are obviously a lot of changes but they're not as like notice they're not as noticeable to me and so because of that it's gonna be it's gonna feel like a fresh new game when i do eventually just hop into that series um what i love about it too is that it's kind of my final fantasy like my foray into final fantasy in the current gen consoles very much like how you know um uh yakuza how yakuza is broken up into two series now they got like the turn-based yakuza and then they got the uh the, the more traditional action one which is like now the spin-off series the main line is the turn-based now um amazing shift creatively. yeah yeah exactly awesome. yeah and so i feel like with final fantasy that's the beauty of like you know a lot of people they knocked what final fantasy 16 for like quote-unquote not being a real final fantasy game mm -hmm. but 
what's great is that they're technically developing two Final Fantasy games at the same time. We have 16, and then they're always working on, you know, the remake of Final Fantasy 7. And so for me, I can then, it gives me the option to say, you know what, I don't need to play Final Fantasy 16 because I, you know, just that whole action, action, like I guess it's action RPG, but just more action oriented uh, style of play just isn't as appealing to me. And I know that they, um, the Final Fantasy remake, they do have, you know, the hybrid action system where you can kind of do that VATS thing of a turn-based style, or you can go more action oriented. So because of that, it's just more appealing to me from a Final Fantasy standpoint. And so because of that, I now get to just view Final Fantasy VII remake as my, 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 my taste when it comes to playing Final Fantasy games moving forward. So yeah, I'm I'm all over this. I will eventually get this and then I will play both of those games and and love the shit out of them when that when that backlog goes down a little bit. It looks absolutely phenomenal. I love what they have going on here. It's great seeing Cat Sith, seeing more Tifa, seeing all the characters, seeing your girl who shouldn't be there but be there in the second game. Uh yeah, so they're doing so much right with this. And um I, I love it absolutely because it, as I said, it gives them the freedom to do things that you know are somewhat controversial with the mainline series while also sticking to a more traditional route when they do the remake and so uh i i like that and um yeah more more on to what they have planned for these remakes and when that yeah when that complete edition comes out it's going to be earth shattering because you know it's going to be prob- a moment yeah because they're going to release that in in a complete edition and people are just going to be all over that i can't wait for that to come out it'll probably be on some next gen shit and that'll be great <laughs> it's gonna get a 10 out of 10 it's yeah. gonna get perfect scores everywhere yeah it's gonna be the all it's gonna be the highest rated game on that group <laughs> yeah it's and it, but rebirth coming out february 29th look mm-hmm. forward to that amc anything catch your eye at the show um i mean Hell divers look dope. Um, we've yes, seen it, it before, but we got to see a little bit of like the moment to moment action and the uh, the quote unquote cringy uh, was it reenactment dialogue <laughs> while people playing the game. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it looked great. It looks like once again, A Dub and AMC. We had fun with the division. It, it looks like a game that potentially I could see us like hopping in on, especially if like they they make that accessible to us. And then we just hop into that game. We run into that world. We get to squash some bugs. It's, it's the closest taste that we get to, you know, um, was it Starship Troopers? There you go. Um, and I like the move to like, you know, third person, you know, behind and back over the shoulder as opposed to that. I did like the top down, the isometric look from the original, but I do like the change. It just makes it look a little more, you know, higher production. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I can't wait to see all those skills that they have in there it looks like at least they didn't have any friendly fire at least from what i saw oh the no, there's one of them one of them blew up a teammate oh, okay so they have that so that's still going on um so that's 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 definitely gonna because that was definitely uh as far as a selling point from streamability when it came to a game i remember that was a big thing with the original was just dudes accidentally killing each other all the time like oh my bad doug but what is cool <laughs> is at least like you take them out they, they can hop right back in because <laughs> you see them like, oh, I'm coming back. I just crash landed. Let me make my way to you guys. So it seems like it's 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 bad, but it's not catastrophic. So, um, yeah, it, it, it looks like a fun game. So it definitely looks like something that could be something that like I would look forward to playing down the line. What, do, what did you think of it, A-Dib? Uh, A-Dib, when they showed A-Dib. us? A-Dib. <laughs> A-Dib. <laughs> yeah, man. it's that shift to the 
traditional third person view is a game changer for the whole friendly fire situation because in the original game the only way you could avoid friendly fire if it was coming directly at you was to be prone on the ground which limits your movement and just sets you up for getting eaten by a bug so in this one with it behind you if you're aimed at somebody you can shoot above them you can shoot to the sides you can whip the stick around and get it out of the way and the other one it was just like all right i got these I'm just shooting laterally in any direction. If anybody's in the way, you go with that. So I think that's going to be a big deal. It looks absolutely phenomenal. It's something I feel like I could just drop in and drop out on a whim, just be that 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 ghost in the sand. <laughs> when people need a helping hand, just show up, equalize, get out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hold on a second. I got to kick yes. Theo out. And Yeah, we were back. Sorry about that. Uh, Theo just came in like a fucking tornado. <laughs> That's, <laughs> right. That That's right. That's <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Sorry, I cut you. I cut you off. Though, what were you saying? I don't even know what I was talking. Oh about. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, do you have anything? I mean, I'm sure I was. I'm sure I was talking about like Final Fantasy or something. Or, oh no, it was Hell Divers. Oh yeah. yeah. Hell Divers, awesome, great production value. I took like. The friendly fire thing, I think that's going to be greatly reduced. And I'm just looking forward to seeing how that one hits because it, it looks like it looks like the love child of Starship Troopers and, and Earth Defense Force with just with that production value. So it's exciting to see something like that going to the wild. So, yeah. Uh, is there anything else, A Dub, that you want to bring up from State of Play? Bring up from State of Play. I mean, they, they showed us a bit of Spider Man, told us a bit about how the open world's going to work. But I feel like the more important information there is that there's going to be like 65 costumes. Ah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so many, so, so many costumes. <laughs> so not only like that many costumes, but then there's also a uh, another layer of customization within each costume where you could switch up the the colorways mm. it's like oh you got costumes for your costumes <laughs> so that's exciting it's, it's nice to know that they're building into that content on top of you know having the fall damage and having the the swing assists and things like that so it looks like this game is just good if you're a spider-man fan you're you're about to be yeah, it just it just adds to the fact that like why there might have been any type of controversy with his costume in the original one because they just have like 30 different ones to choose from and then now there's even more so it's like at this point nobody should care about how spider-man's costume looks but the puddles yeah <laughs> uh yeah, anyway. catch your eye buddy uh no nah, i mean yeah i i definitely plan on getting spider-man i i did like that they if they were gonna you know they didn't do any more story stuff i we've you know it's kind of beaten to a pulp the idea of like we've seen enough spider-man yeah yeah, yeah. No. but um, i'm glad that they just focus on the costumes with this one um because you know we've seen enough gameplay and just seeing that level of uh customization i did like that they did show a little bit of the open world so i do like that they're taking notes as far as um like when you're traveling you'll see points of interest and then you'll just head right to them as opposed to like it just popping up on your mini map and you're like all right i'm gonna go to that it's like you'll see like a buzzard I'm gonna try flying. to find it <laughs> yeah you'll see like a buzzard flying around a building or something like that and you go to it or like you'll see uh what was it like a a spider drone thing i don't know spider, it was like, a drone ping or something yeah you, you see that and you'll go to it and so it just it makes it like a little more um 
while you're traveling, while you're like, you know, just traveling through the world to be more observant of things as opposed to just looking at your mini map and finding points of interest. So um, I think they've, they've kind of figured out the map. I like that they added in uh, some different boroughs. So we just need to see what they do there to make those feel unique to those areas in New York. And um, yeah, I've seen enough. I want Spider-Man. I don't know when I'm going to get it, but I eventually will get it and I'll enjoy the shit out of it. Got that um, GTA switching between Miles and Peter. Yeah, yeah, that that seamless transitioning, that seamlessness. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna be interesting. I'm gonna spend mo- I'm gonna spend almost my entire time as Miles, only playing as Peter when necessary. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. It'd be great. Like you switch to them, and like they might just be in the middle, in pursuit of something, in the middle of like a, an event. So that'd be pretty dope to see how they can really play with that seamless transitioning into you know moment to moment action. That'd be dope. Launching yourself all over the city, flying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, as far as any other games, I didn't, there wasn't really anything. Like they had some VR. We saw Baby Steps. Um, Tales of Baby Arise. Steps go set the world on fire, I guarantee yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. You're here first. Yeah. I'm glad that they were, that they took that chance and opened up their conference with that. Um, and yeah. Um, they, yeah. They, you know, we got the, we got the heavy hitters there and the big one, obviously, being, uh, Final Fantasy and knowing that it's coming in February. Dope. So we know that that first quarter is just this year was already stacked. And we know that the first quarter of next year is uh going to be just coming with like heavy hitters. So it's the, the, the good times keep rolling as far as I'm concerned. But is that all we have for the state of play showcase? Ada? Well, I, I don't know if you heard me, but I was getting it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. I think it may drop my audio, but uh, okay. it was there are some people who don't see it the way you do it. Uh, There's some people who got a different opinion. Uh, they out here trolling. You got to troll a week. Troll a week. Troll a week. Troll a week. Yes, troll of the week coming sideways at the state of play. First troll saying must have been hard to watch for Sony fans. Uh, <laughs> uh, next troll says, and so another failed state of play. Got it. <laughs> failed. <laughs> <laughs> next troll says that was by far the saddest state of play I've ever seen from Sony. It was more of a state of decay than play. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Next show says Sony wasted everyone's time by making this a video. Could have been a blog post. Everyone's time. Everybody. Even their own. Last show says no wonder the industry is in a slump. <laughs> in a slump. <laughs> greatest year ever. But not the greatest games. <laughs> <laughs> Even games that were like pretty good a few years ago are turning out to be great today yeah i mean yeah we didn't even get into it but you said like jedi survivor is a new game just by the the patch update well it's it's the game that it always could have been because now it's just got that rock solid performance and it seems like it still has the same visual quality although i'm sure like there's some difference with the absence of ray trace however you know cyberpunk 2.0 patch awesome experience uh, Remnant 2 came out. That's one of the best games I ever played. Didn't even expect it. Baldur's Gate 3, people over the moon about that. Uh, Starfield, you know, the, the jury's still out on that. I guess people still going back and forth. The goose. I didn't like it in the beginning, but 12 hours later. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, it. like, it's, it was, it was interesting, like, because, like, at this point, like, 
uh, full disclosure, listening listening to mostly Xbox podcasts. It's just like it was it was like the uh, I was enjoying the optimism of Xbox podcasts because it's like you know it's as of right now, like you just look at where consoles are at and like what's going on. It's just like there's a lot of just there's a lot of gravity around Xbox and like like what they're trying to do and what they're doing and then what the release of Starfield. So you know, I just I, I just dip my my toes in and I just fully plunged into the xbox ecosystem at least what was going on and i will say like it was kind of nice after like three weeks to finally like here to like finally get away from the constant updates of the uh the metacritic scores yeah <laughs> it was, that like, was hilarious that it was like week thing. to week it was like all right this this review came out what do you think <laughs> like, <laughs> this review came out review and reviews yeah <laughs> like people are calling in the question people's credibility like it was like i got it like the first week even the second week it was kind of interesting, and then I was like, towards the third week, I was like, "Really? We still we're still discussing reviews at this point?" <laughs> like, uh, trying, to, trying to mentally backflip into some kind of conclusion. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they hate us, they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what it was? It was. It felt like very much like a new money attitude, where it's like, like we've arrived and y'all ain't acknowledging us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was kind of funny. I, I like. It's it, like though. you've been here. Just started getting yourself together. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you respect me? But uh, yeah, you know. So I was, I was, I was happy about it, and then you know, it, it kind of got a little, it got a little away. But now with the Microsoft leaks, like now we got, we got something to pull people's attention away from review discussion. So that's that's nice. Industry um, in a slump. Get yeah. out of here. <laughs> Get out of here with all of that. Oh uh, yeah. It it wasn't the strongest showing from Sony. You know, it was a lot of stuff we already saw. Some you know, that's that never inspires, it motivates. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they showed off some some new plates, some new controllers, and feel like they need to either throw some more resources and personnel at whoever is in charge of that department to you know, really get things on track, or they just need to drop it and let third parties pick up that business. Because, yeah. come on, man, we waiting all this time in between for custom plates and and cool <laughs> controllers. Like they still haven't made the controller with the OG PlayStation colors that yeah. would sell like hotcakes. Like there should be a lot more custom stuff. There should be a lot more like console tie-ins. Like, you don't have to bundle a console; just bundle the plates and. You'll sell them just like hotcakes, but what, what do I know? I'm just a person <laughs> who would like to buy the shit, but there's nothing that I would like to buy on the market because they're not coming with me. So I'm getting off on a tangent. But yeah, like the state of play, it was okay. Yeah. It, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't bad. <laughs> Got to see a lot more of some cool stuff, but it wasn't, it didn't knock my socks off. Like, you know, I'm, my wallet's pretty much the same thickness that it was going in as it is coming up. So, you know, take it or leave it. AMC, how do you feel? Oh, yeah, same thing. Like, no real surprises as far as, like, um, like a new game that I was unaware of that I'm definitely, like, now all about. Because I, I was pretty much already in on Final Fantasy, being that I bought the first game and I knew I was going to get the second one. Spider-Man, I knew I wanted. And so, I mean, I'd already seen Helldivers, and it looked cool. So to see more of it, that was nice. But, you know, nothing really crazy. And, yeah, they just... They didn't really have that one new game where I was like, holy shit, I didn't know about that. Or like yeah. maybe like we had only like maybe, you know, it had been announced, but we hadn't really seen gameplay. And so, yeah, we didn't really get that from them, but it was all right. I mean, it wasn't, I'll say this, it wasn't a disaster as far as the last showcase where 
people were just ragging on you know the live service announcements and things like that they didn't really have that like hell divers was the live service game and as far as i was concerned they did look good and so that's that's all you really want um and so yeah if they're gonna do live service announcements um give us some gameplay don't just give us like a you know a cg trailer and say oh this is by way your live service game because that really leaves us with nothing so that was nice to get some gameplay at least and then um you know, we saw more foam stars. <laughs> so, uh, we'll be interested. We'll, we'll see what's going on there when that game comes out. Hopefully, it'll shock some people. But yeah, I got I got nothing else for that showcase. Um, do you have anything else, A Dub? Troll of the week. 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 Yeah, it was about like five fifteen. Uh, any yeah. any last quick hits? You? I I got nothing. Well, I have things, but they can wait. Okay, well, it was great. I was happy to be back here because I, I was missing my my A-Dub video game discussion. I was I've been too busy arguing with myself, listening to other shows. <laughs> so it's nice to it's nice to talk to you and get it let it out. <laughs> yes, likewise, my good man. All right, do you have anything else to say before we get out of here? No, sir. All right, well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. Yeah.